Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and this episode we're talking Ready or Not, Zombieland Double Tap, and Pavarotti, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's go. unforeseen technical difficulties as lee listed in the intro we're going to be talking quite a few movies that we um, were meant to review in the last week's episode so sorry for the radio silence in popcorn podcast land but we're back with a vengeance lots to cover a bumper episode for sure (laughs) we love a bumper episode should we kick off with uh zombieland which we saw the other week Yes, so Zombieland Double Tap is a sequel to Zombieland, which came out 10 years ago. Mm. And the movie's basically revisiting Wichita, Columbus, Little Rock and Tallahassee, the four main characters, in Zombieland 10 years later. It was really great to see the the band back together, this motley Mm. crew of um, Zombieland survivors. All in all, I, I quite liked it, but I don't know how you felt, Lee. I felt like it was a bit of a slow start it took a while for the story to kick in and i thought that some of the um, character motivations were a bit off and it was a mm. bit uh, it was a bit jarring but i felt like it gained a lot of momentum as it kept going it got funnier and funnier and you ultimately just had a pretty good time i think well i hear what you're saying they don't spend a lot of time laying out the character development and what's happened in the 10 years since we've last 
been there, but they don't need to, I don't think. A couple of things happen to sort of kick the plot in the right direction and then it's straight into the action and straight into the conflict and I was fine with that. Yeah, true, 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 true. I I kind of felt that Woody Harrelson was a bit unhinged in this movie. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't remember him being as, as much as he was mm. in this one than the first one. You think and he's gotten he, into sort of cartoon territory? Yeah, I don't know. It was just a little bit over its I mean, look, it's a movie about zombies. You have to suspend belief mm. for a certain extent. Like, yeah. come on. But I think he was kind of hamming it up a little bit too much. However... As I as I said earlier, I feel like the film found its pace and levelled out and and delivered more jokes and hits and kind of great moments, uh, you know, probably from, you know, 20 minutes in. Well, it was really funny. It's a, Obviously, it's a piss take of the zombie thriller genre. Well, and even in the last 10 years, how many zombie shows on TV have there mm. been? The Walking Dead and, and its 17 spin-offs. Like, it's certainly still being part of pop culture. Which they made fun of in the movie as well. Oh, absolutely. Which was really cool. And we got some new cast members in this one. So they expanded the cast to include Rosario Dawson as Mm -hmm. a love interest for Tallahassee and Zoe Deutsch. And can we please talk about Zoe Deutsch, please? (laughs) Honestly, she stole the show. She was Mm. absolutely hilarious. And I thought at first when she was introduced, I was like, oh, no, 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 this is going to be too much. Like, I can't handle this. But Mm. then... She just kept delivering. Her comedic timing was impeccable. And yep. I was sitting there going, she brings such a different kind of flavour and a really unique comedic style that's really hard to land. And I felt like I wanted to see the rushes. I want to see the dailies of every take that she had done yeah. because I think she would have given something different every single take. And I just want that all. I want the extended version. I want them to re-release this yeah. movie just with all her takes. <laughs> yeah, she was fantastic, so funny. And we also got cameos from Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch. That was probably one of the best kind of sequences in the film and even the subsequent like big zombie battle or battle do you call it a battle Mm. fight Mm. that happened like just how they shoot it I know you've likened the style to like the Kingsman movies Mm. where they kind of hold the action in like one sweeping shot and they follow the action and there's all this band between the characters and it's just really Mm. you kind of stay with the action in a really Mm. unique way I really really love how they've um how they've told the story in that way for me, the ending didn't pack enough punch. It, what, despite in what the, way? Well, I mean, it was hilarious, obviously, and they had the big set pieces and the big events and everything, but it just... I felt like it was a little bit underwhelming for the stakes that they were setting up throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually quite liked the ending. I found it very, very funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, this movie is... Um, it, like, every scenario is set up with with a lot of convenience, mm. <laughs> you know, things just work out or, or whatever, mm. you kind of see them coming, but that's kind of part of the, um, the joy of watching a movie like this. But, uh, you know, the, it kind of felt like they were the Avengers. I love that shot with four of them, like, fighting together and, like, kicking zombie ass, and it was almost kind of felt like if they had capes on, you would think it was a superhero movie. I love it. <laughs> well, it was definitely worth waiting for, in my opinion. How many popcorn mm. kernels would you give it? Um, I would probably give this just based on the fact that I felt like it was a bit sluggish at the beginning in its exposition and some of the character choices and motivations, I'd probably give it like a three, I reckon. I'd give it a three and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay. You Um, went and saw Pavarotti. I will. I'll quickly talk about Pavarotti, which is uh, Ron Howard's documentary Mm -hmm. about the life of Pavarotti, um, who was a, who let's say he was like the biggest 
star in the world. He was a massive star. And I, I knew who Pavarotti was, mm. but I didn't know the man. Mm-hmm. And I guess where he'd come from, his operatic roots and how he rose to fame in popular culture. And you're thinking, oh, a, a tenor, like an opera singer, mm. you know, that's just a bit strange. But he really paved the way for a lot of other artists of the last 20 years to kind of come to the forefront as well in that sort of genre. And he's a really fascinating, really fascinating man, a really gentle, hilarious, cheeky man who really loved his wife and his kids. Uh, I mean, throw in a few affairs along the way, Mm. um, which they do touch on. He was quite the philanthropist. It touched on how he put on a lot of benefit concerts and raised money for mainly children, which was really beautiful. It touched on his relationship with Princess Diana and other famous artists like U2 and Bono and them recording that that song together. I find it really interesting that Ron Howard is making these kind of documentaries. I mean, he's made the really successful Beatles documentary Eight Days a Week. Yeah, that's true. And some other things. It seems to be music documentaries seem to be a real point of interest for him. It must be a passion project, I imagine, and good to kind of step back from the Dan Brown Da Vinci Code Mm. (laughs) franchise that he does with Tom Hanks every couple of years and kind of (laughs) maybe look inwards and kind of really understand a person's life and what they brought to the world and look behind the curtain, which this documentary achieved really well in kind of understanding the man, Pavarotti. Mm. And he, Ron Howard did a great job in, in bringing together a lot of people in his life, some really powerful, poignant, funny piece of cameras with, um, with other artists and, and his family and friends and, and people he worked with. I would give this a good, probably a, a three and a half, popcorn kernels it was a it was a nice change of pace for me as well to go from i guess zombie land double tap to a documentary about Pavarotti Mm. now we also saw ready or not which is out this week and it's a horror Mm. with (laughs) (laughs) Mm. sorry to cut you off with my contemplative mm. it's very yeah telling mm. (laughs) this is this is a horror with comedic undertones very dark comedic undertones about a bride who must survive a deadly game of hide and seek where her in-laws are trying to kill her the really eccentric rich ledomus family who live in this massive mansion and have employees that look like something out of a robert palmer video clip for some reason (laughs) We all know how excited both of us were. We've we've kind of followed the impending release mm. date of Ready or Not mm-hmm. for quite some time. And in terms of like a trailer, like a 10 out of 10, in terms of building suspense and interest, and it's going into this movie, I thought it was one of the most interesting original horror mm. premises that yeah, I've hit, seen in a while. You've hit the nail on the head there. That's what I was going to say. The concept is really interesting. It's taken something as relatable as joining a new family and put a genre sort of bending twist on it. But for me, there just wasn't enough story development there. Oh, it was an absolute hot mess. It's the it's the biggest <laughs> hot mess of 2019. <laughs> I, like, I just... I, there's no other way to kind of encapsulate the experience, yeah. but it was... It was all over the shop. It basically missed the mark on everything it was trying to achieve in its genre bending, its satire, Mm. its comedy. Um, It just landed flat every time. Well, see, I found it hilarious. I found it hilarious. And I could tell that you didn't find it as funny as I did, but I did find it hilarious and I was really happy with that. And it was suspenseful enough to keep me on the edge of my seat cheering Grace on, who's played by... Cheering? I was cheering for the credits. Wanting... (laughs) 
wanting her to survive. Grace, who's played by Samara Weaving, Australian Samara Weaving. Now, the cast was pretty impressive. We've got Andy McDowell, Adam Brody, Samara Weaving, these really solid faces that you know. I just found the suspense was on point, but it was, for me, the biggest issue was the character motivation was not clear enough. Uh, a few days after seeing this movie, and I'll go back to kind of talking about why it was just so shit, but <laughs> it was trying, I could see it trying really hard. It tried too hard, right? Okay. Um, and it was attempting to do what Jordan Peele has nailed mm. time and time again in this genre, where he injects sharp moments of satire and comedy against gore and violence and terror and suspense and societal insight that's what jordan peele is the best at yeah oh and there's no one better than him this movie goes not even close enough to to reaching those dizzy heights but i feel like it was in comparison to seeing us only recently and this well not the movie's not called this (laughs) and seeing ready or not Mm. It was just fell flat for me. It just never hit the mark. And in terms of the exposition, how the characters interacted, how they, because mm. there was a lot, they needed to explain a lot as to what this, why mm. they were playing this game, and all. It was just they just failed everywhere. That was the biggest issue for me. Is we're supposed to believe the moral choices that these people are making without ever understanding the mechanics of it. Mm. And I feel like maybe they wrote it in that you're just meant to go along. Then you find out in the third and fourth act and then you go back and you're like, ah, but you're there going, what the fuck? Honestly, like that's just what I felt rather than the penny dropping and it it, it all, the domino effect of it all catching up with you in, in being able to shape, pull the story up. It just stayed down flat. Another thing that I did notice was in the final act, talking about that final act, there was some shades of Tarantino in the violence and the gore of the final act. What did you, yeah. did you think that? Yeah, I had not seen that. I am just nervous about bringing Tarantino into a conversation <laughs> about this film, just because Look, I've... <laughs> no, I'm not, not even putting them in the same league. This will be the last episode of Popcorn Podcast <laughs> with Blue and Tim. <laughs> I'm saying there's shades of Tarantino in it, in just the hilarity and the over-the-top gore and violence. It's, oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally, I feel you there. Okay, so clearly we're on different sides of the fence here. Before we rate it, was Mm -hmm. there anything else you wanted to call out? Because I feel this movie, you can't go into too much detail without literally giving away the whole story. I'm not sure we are on different sides of the fence, so let's reveal our numbers. Like a one and a half. Ooh. (laughs) I would go, I would go two and a half because I enjoyed the concept and I enjoyed that they'd taken this sort of feminist stance on the main character that she was this badass and she was fighting for survival rather than running for her life. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy that, but it just didn't hit the mark for me. Mm. All right, so one and a half and two and a half. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Keep fighting. So what are the other new releases of this week? We've got Blinded by the Light, which is a feel-good British drama set in the 80s and it's about a teen finding himself through the art of music set to the music of Bruce Springsteen. That's definitely one to catch that's out now. And also in, uh, Cats, the animation, not the big musical one that's going to be coming out at the end of the year. Um, um, say what I said on the notes, Tim, please. I just read that. <laughs> not to be confused with the abomination coming later <laughs> in the year. Wow. You sound like me. <laughs> Been hanging out with you for too long. This will be obviously a cute family animation. Mm. Uh, it's about a young cat who leaves his city to find a legendary cat's paradise so Mm -hmm. so much news to cover 
where do we begin? Okay, so Joker, we've reviewed it, we've loved it, mm-hmm. the world is loving it. It is now the highest grossing R-rated film of all time, so it's overtaken the first Deadpool, which is pretty astonishing. It hasn't mm-hmm. been out for all that long. It's nearing like $800 million worldwide, yeah, which is absolutely incredible. Ryan Reynolds shared a cheeky congratulations on his Instagram account, which I've shared on our Facebook page. It was quite yeah, funny. it was cool. Now... We mentioned Cardi B having a nice little moment in Hustlers Mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. She's been announced as being cast for whatever reason in the new Fast and Furious, the ninth installment. Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of Cardi B in film. (laughs) And I was trying to figure out why, and I still don't really know why, but I just do not enjoy her in Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Movies. And it's not a female rapper thing. I quite enjoy Nicki Minaj in movies. She does a good job, but I'm I'm not sold on Cardi B as an actor. Mm. I wonder what they're going to what sort of character she's going to be. You know, she should be the villain or something. Then I'd be keen. This piece of news I find very, very strange and unnecessary and mm-hmm. a bit left of field in that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is being re-released with an extra 10 minutes of footage, mm. so another four scenes. And I'm thinking, look, it was perfect. We, we reviewed and loved it, and it's going to sweep the, the award season. But it was already but so long. It was already so long. And what four scenes would they be? What are they going to add to the... To the to the story, I find that really strange, and I find it a bit greedy. We'll have to go and see. Yeah, uh, you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite excited about this. The first Wonder Woman 1984 trailer is coming on December 8. I'm hanging for this. This movie feels like it's been coming for 17 years. That is the hype machine, my friend. Yes, definitely. Really, really excited for this one too. So a bit of a tease, not even talking about the trailer, but talking about trailer that is coming. Mm. So that's just, <laughs> that's what we're about here. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean. We've had five installments, probably two of the five are good enough to <laughs> rave yeah. about. But apparently we're going to be rebooting Pirates of the Caribbean. I guess having Craig Mazin, who's the creator of Chernobyl, who's developing this reboot, mm. is promising you got some pedigree there i guess and that's maybe why they're keen to do it i guess but i'm i'm just not sure why or how or who the latest parts of the caribbean kind of set up for more of the story to be told yeah it still made a a butt ton of money but it didn't make anywhere near as much as the other four they're gonna have to go in a completely different direction without johnny depp i was gonna say is johnny Mm. depp gonna be in this i don't know but i think the only way it works is if he isn't 
Yeah, I agree. Which is really sad and a shame, and there's going to be a lot of things said about that. But mm. I, we definitely need to move on from Jack Sparrow because he was a snooze fest mm-hmm. in the last one, and he yeah he was just coasting along, and it was really mm. upsetting to see and quite disappointing. So watch this space. I'm sure we'll be covering that in the coming years. The Matrix 4 is looking to cast a female like Neo to lead the film, and a name being tossed around is Jessica Henwick, who's in Mm -hmm. Iron Fist, I believe. Uh, Jada Pinkett-Smith is already in talks to return as pilot Naomi, I think her name was. Yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris is joining the cast. Hmm. I'm not a fan of Neil Patrick Harris. No. I am very confused by this piece of casting, and I think the only way... I'm going to sit up and listen and get excited is if maybe if he's the villain or something. Well, he's really great at character acting and I think that's the only way it works as well as if he's a completely different character, not just a normal human. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I double took when I read that in the news headlines. Mm. I'm like, Neil Patrick Harrison, The Matrix, okay? (laughs) He is a really fantastic character actor, so I think he'd make a great villain. Plus, we've also got Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss on board already as Neo and Trinity, which is great. Oh, yeah. Now, we tend to cover off a lot of the Batman news on this podcast. Mm. As quickly as Jonah Hill was announced, he's out. Mm -hmm. He was rumoured to be playing either villain, the Riddler, or Penguin. But now Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler, and I think this is perfection. I love that guy. I am hesitant because I like him too, but I'm not sure he has the the confidence to pull off being the Riddler. To be Edward Nigma, for sure. I see that completely. Uh-huh. But then can he then become the Riddler? Yeah, I guess what we have, which is really hard when you have an iconic role that mm. Jim Carrey has portrayed the Riddler mm. back in 1995's Batman Forever. If we, you know, cover our peripheral vision and we don't see Jim Carrey in the in the sidelines, but we just mm. look at Paul Dano, I think we should give him support. <laughs> I'm sorry, holding my Paul Dano sign. We love Paul Dano. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I agree with you. I think he'll make an excellent Edward Nigma. We'll see how he brings the Riddler mm. to life. I'm super excited that... Taika Waititi has said that Thor Love and Thunder is going to be twice as nuts as Ragnarok. Bigger, louder, more bombastic, and that's a direct quote. I love that word. Yeah. And there's also a rumour that Jane, who has been confirmed as Lady Thor, Natalie Portman, might be battling breast cancer. There's going to be quite a heavy storyline in there. Yeah, I think that's a storyline within the comic books. I don't really know the comic book Mm. story arcs and whatever, but I think that she becomes Lady Thor to help her fight the cancer or something or other. So I guess throw in some elements of drama there to kind of bring it home. Thor Ragnarok was absolutely bonkers. I freaking loved that movie. Mm-hmm. To, to know that he's going to go the next level with this one on top of that is pretty exciting. And also I have no idea how. Yeah. Sitting here in silence, I'm kind of like looking around the room going, yeah, <laughs> Fade out to <laughs> Love and Thunder. <laughs> Last piece of news is a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Mistress of Evil has opened softly in the US. Yeah. Maybe is that a casualty of the sequel being five years since the original? I think it could be that Angelina Jolie Maleficent takes a bit of a back seat in this one. Hmm. They're not utilising but- her as well as they should. Right, I see, I see. I feel like this was a sequel that no one really asked for. And I know that 
you know, they spent like $180 million making this movie mm. and then you add on probably the same amount to market it. I reckon Disney are going to have to cut their losses, which is, well, other than Dumbo probably not performing that well in the live-action remakes that they've done over the last five years, this is probably one their first bombs, which is a real shame. I mean, it's performing quite well internationally, but it probably won't break even. But You reckon? Yeah, I've read that they're probably going to lose quite a chunky bit of change on mm. this one. Should we move on to trailers? Yes, let's. Star Wars. Just, yes. I was kind of, oh, do we put this at the end or whatever? No, I want to talk about it right now. I watched it so many times and I even watched and I hate these. I hate them. Those videos that stop and they annotate the trailer and they talk about everything. Oh. But I feel like I just needed all the help I could get to understand what the hell is going on. So I sat down and watched what a two and a half minute trailer, but being annotated that was twice as long. There were some surprising tidbits in there, like Ray mm. and Kylo Ren possibly working together. Yeah, but we kind of saw that in The Last Jedi as well, and that kind of didn't end, mm. so... Yeah. Uh, whether they're like visions or whatever, you just never know. And J.J. Abrams, the writer-director, he is a king at misdirection and twists and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think what we certainly... What was delivered in spades in this trailer were just stunning, iconic shots and moments. And I think we're going to be in for one hell of a ride. There's a lot of pressure on this film to deliver in bringing the Skywalker saga to a close after nine films and over 40 years Mm. within cinema. Well, that movie's coming very, very soon. So we'll soon see. It's on December 19. It's going to be released. And apparently the last trailer, so we're not going to get anything else. Well, no, it's right around the corner, so... Yeah, but I want more. Always want more. (laughs) Vin Diesel, Bloodshot, is a film that he is coming out in February next year. And it's him playing a genetically super-powered Marine held on a revenge for the death of his wife. And Guy Pearce kind of playing a role that he's done before. It kind of feels very similar to his uh, Iron Man 3 role, which, you know, he was very good in. But anyway, it, it looks really cool, I think. But uh, it could be a bit of a dud. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Can we talk about the trailer for Bombshell? Got a new trailer for the movie starring Shalice Theron, Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie uh, with John Lithgow as the Fox News CEO, Roger Ailes. Mm. It's based on the real sexual harassment scandal. I was blown away by Margot Robbie in just this snippet of the trailer when she's sitting on the couch being propositioned by Roger Ailes. He's asking her what is she willing to do Mm. And the look on her face just conveyed horror, underlying professionalism, and she just did an amazing job. I can't wait to see this. She was utterly riveting to watch in that small moment. And I think if if this movie, across the calibre of incredible actors as listed, are going to be like that, mm. then it's going to be like a feast. Obviously, within a topic and a, and a real-life situation that was utterly awful and Mm. unacceptable yeah i think this is really going to deliver the goods and yeah margot is she's proving time and time again how talented she is as an actress definitely what have we got coming next week october 31 this is probably one of my most anticipated films of the year james cameron returning to the fold of the terminator franchise's producer Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, we're getting a little sneak peek the day before. I'll take anything. So that's going to be our next review. And I'm reading 
more positive stuff than mixed stuff, but I'm certainly not hearing negative things. So I'm going to go in. I'm not going to read anything else. I'm just going to go in and take it all in. I was going to say. pray to God that it is as good as it needs to be. I was going to say, it's not like you to be reading reviews at all. No, I just, I don't know. I'm so excited and I'm a bit nervous about how excited I am because I might be setting myself up for failure. No, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be really good. And the fact, as you said, that James Cameron has returned to the fold and it's a direct Mm. sequel to the second one. Yes. Ignoring all all Mm. the others. So Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis are Control-Alt-Delete. They weren't part of anything. I think that's a good move. It worked for Halloween. Yes, very much. And they cut out a few more than three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's another movie called Little Monsters starring Lupita Nyong'o. And this is another comedy zombie flick. But this one was filmed in and around Sydney, which is really exciting. It's about a washed-up musician and a teacher who have to protect a bunch of kids on a school excursion from the zombie invasion. Yeah, I guess it would have a different sort of tone to Mm. Zombieland Double Tap but still kind of a mix of, of comedy, like you said, which I think is inherent in this in the zombie genre anyway. So It's a good little indie flick, and the fact that it was filmed in Sydney is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon is also out, and it's a, starring Gillian Bell, and it's about a woman who's fed up with her life and decides to make changes, starting with running the New York City Marathon. So this is another sort of indie flick with a bit of comedy in it. So Balloon is coming October 31st as well. This movie's set in 1979 and it's during the time of German division with the wall and it follows two families trying to escape to West Germany using a homemade hot air balloon. It doesn't work and the balloon remnants are found but they want to try again. So it's all this can they make it that sounds Mm. quite the journey. And the final film is 47 Metres Down, Uncaged, which is a sequel to 2017's god-awful movie starring Mandy Moore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's really god-awful, but honestly, I fell asleep in it. Oh, that's a pretty telling sign that it's not that great. It's about 14 girls who go diving and end up trapped in a labyrinth of underwater tunnels with a deadly shark species. So it's fairly formulaic, but I feel like this is maybe like a mean girls with sharks, with real (laughs) sharks. Oh, my God. Wow. I was not interested in seeing this film until you just said that. And now you are. for the team. Now I am. I don't know. Just mean girls with sharks. Like, sign me up. That sounds (laughs) all sorts of wrong. Look, I love a guilty pleasure movie, those movies that are so bad it's good, and I think this is probably going to tick that box. Just based on the trailer, though, seeing them huddled holding hands at the bottom of the ocean floor while a shark passes very closely over the top of them like it can't smell them it's not a t-rex if you don't move <laughs> it can still see you <laughs> <laughs> sam neil's going oh god they've got it all wrong Oh, well, that's it for a massive week of popcorn podcast we had Zombieland double tap definitely go and see it Pavarotti definitely go and see it ready or not maybe don't go and maybe see it maybe ready or not just no <laughs> not no that's quite harsh I enjoyed it on face value it was a lot of fun suspenseful hilarity it's no, by no means a good movie if you want a face palm for 90 minutes then go and see this movie all right, all right. We'll agree to disagree. I'm not, I'm not letting off. This may shut me. 
I'm not saying it was good. I'm not. So, let me be clear. I want to go on the record to say I'm not saying it was good. But it's all it was, on the record, baby. But it was funny. It was funny. Anyway. All right. All right. We're both going to agree on Terminator Dark Fate. I've got a good feeling we're going to be on the same fence about that yes. one. Yes. And we'll see you next week for that one. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks again. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.